In this episode of the Philly Blunt, we sit down at Johnny Brenda's with Philly Blunt co-host Sharif Lacey, better known as Reef the Lost Cause. Reef's an accomplished and respected figure on the underground rap scene, and he's just released his sixth full-length album called The Majestic. We talk about Reef's childhood, how he got into music, the influence growing older and having a family's hat on his writing, and of course we hit him with the Philly Blunt. If you like what we're doing, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Those reviews really help people who might like us find us. So without further ado, here's Reef. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Good Times. I'm Reef. Hey, this is Greg. And this week, a very so, special so, episode. Oh, so I, I don't know how we got this guy. I don't know. I don't know. We had to make phone call after phone <laughs> yeah. call, email after email. It's like hey, that. Man. Talk to my agent. Talk you know, to my agent. You know? We are talking with uh, the one and only Reef the Lost Calls, one of the members of yeah. the trio. This is a very unique yeah. Uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Normally, we've got a fourth person in the house, but uh, Reef just released a brand new album. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk a little bit about that, talk okay. about a little bit about how it's been a long path to get here. Yes. And, uh, and just yeah, man, if, if you had told us to go fuck ourselves with this podcast idea as hosting it, I would still have you on the list as someone, uh, as a guest we would awesome, want here. So man. thank you. It's no like nepotism here. No, You're like, no. Right, right. truly someone I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, I think this is really cool. Thank you guys for, for, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on my own podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very special. We're glad. Yeah, we're just, it was very thoughtful of us. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. So let's get started. Mm-hmm. Early on, you've been writing songs. Go ahead. Can were... we give a shout out to Johnny Brenda's? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Johnny Brenda's for having us. Chris and Sarah, uh, who've always looked out for allowing us to come in this beautiful space at this great bar that I love very much and, and, and do this. Yeah. Re- All right. Well, so before we get started, let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, we'd like to give a shout out to the bars yeah, where we do sure. the events. And like you said, this it meant a lot that we do it here. Yes. Why um, is that? This is, the, I think this is the last bar in Philly that has the, that's, uh, in the area where it's kind of like, um, you know, we could say gentrified, but it's still got grit and it's still got soul. And it's it's one of the few places where you can see a, a band that you've never heard of that's local and awesome, you know, and the next night a nationally recognized touring artist. And the staff will treat everyone the same both nights. Um, that's really important to me, I think, um, when you when you go places and you, you leave feeling like the, the people actually care about you. And I've been doing shows here, uh, a party called It's the Year. We're going on our 11th year here, 11 years rocking with these people, and they've just become like family to me. And um, you can get old fashions for nine bucks. You know, Sazerac for Saz- ten. And Sazerac yeah. for ten. And they're actually the impetus for the change of Fishtown, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, they started. Like they're the it. pioneers they're who the, bought this the, place. Yeah, and started and, everything. And, but they've never. You won't ever hear of any incidences of people feeling like uh, they weren't welcome. Mm-hmm. And that you can't say that for a lot of places around here. So shout out to them for for, for holding true. For sure. Right. And again, always like as, as far as the music goes, like they are impeccable with with booking. There's always something dope going on here. So this is the spot forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great. Uh, the, 
the bar area is great, not just the music, but the bar area yep, is yep, terrific. Yep. Good and food, the whole nine. Yep. Yeah. He kept the name from the old uh, former boxer. Yes. Named after a former <laughs> boxer named Johnny Brendis. Nice, nice. Um, that was kind of the way, because like Frankie Bradley's yep. former boxer. Luke really? Tendler's I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So a lot mm-hmm. of uh, Philly spots. If you want to open a bar in Philly, you got to be a boxer, man. That's all. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's why I'm boxing now, <laughs> yeah, so that one day I can open yeah, my own Johnny bar. That's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm in such impeccable shape. <laughs> Oh man! So let's uh, let's go back, way back, way back, way back into the uh, way back machine to when you started writing music. What mm. was the impetus for you to start writing music? Well, um, I was always um, I used to get in trouble a lot, and uh, my parents had the unique idea uh, because I was you know I was a bright kid, I was a smartass, you know what I mean. They had the idea that when I would get on punishment, most kids you know just go sit in your room. I had to write short stories, book reports. Um, I had to write basically for punishments. Was, for punishments. Oh, shut yeah, up, the mom. Yeah, I had to write, and um, I fell in love with it, man. I used to just come up with these crazy uh, stories and things like that. And at this time, I'm seven, eight years old, so we're talking. And you're a little smartass. You're like, oh, they're going to punish me by writing. I'm going to learn to love writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Who wins yeah, now? That's a yeah. total kid move. Just like, <laughs> oh, you want? Oh, you're trying to you're trying to punish me. Oh, oh, let's yeah. let's make this into hey, something. Hey, mom, cool. can I get in trouble again? Yeah, I love writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is, you know, I'm eight, nine years old. So this is, you know, late 80s. And for anyone that grew up in the late 80s, that was when hip hop, you know, the golden age, so to speak, came around. You know, Kane, Cool G, Rap, Rakim, EPMD, uh, you know, from Philly Front, you know, guys like Schooly and, you know what I mean, the youngsters. I mean, I could go on with my influences, but the combination of both of those things just led me to you know being around people that were doing hip-hop and breakdancing graffiti the whole nine i just fell in love with the culture so the combination of both those things uh led me to you know writing my own little raps and um the first little taste i got of like this is something that could be cool it was uh uh, I was 10 years old I was in the 4th grade I believe And uh, me and my, my crew The Color Tribe Because it was a white guy A Spanish guy And two black guys We were colorful All right. sure. We wrote a rap About Martin Luther King Day About Martin Luther King We performed it at the school On Martin Luther King Day And we actually got uh, Taken on a school bus To another school to do it, so we were on tour, man. We're at ten years old. Everybody get asked to go to the other school, or just, you just guys? us. Oh yeah, just us. Nice. We went so to the other school. Yeah, and I was like, you know, and that thrill of the stage, and I'm like, yo, this is because you gotta understand when you're a kid, you're trying to find your thing, you're trying mm-hmm. to find the thing that's gonna make you, I, you know, I could play ball. I wasn't Jordan, you know what I mean. I wasn't ever going to the league, you know. I, 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 I was handsome enough, but I wasn't a ladies' man, I, you know what I mean. So it was like that was the thing that made me cool, my personality and hip hop. So those two things combined really uh, influenced me young, and I was like, "This is something that I could see myself doing." Um, so that's where it started. Yep. Okay. So when do you start doing it on your own? Like, do you just sit? I mean, in my world, I know people like they're in, they're musicians in bands. So there's a group of them where they, right. they have a history in choir or right. chorus or mm-hmm. school bands. Right. So do you are you just sitting alone in your room practicing and practicing, or were you working with these kids? For a bunch? It was uh, it was it was more alone started out, and then we would cipher, you know, freestyle. You'd have other people that thought they could rap, and is that you what know, cipher means? Cipher means, you know, we sit in the cipher, and I, you're I, gonna have to talk to Greg. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, talk yeah, Greg yeah, through yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so the cipher. I was listening to like <laughs> Pantera. I hear it. Yeah. So you know, we we would stand in the cipher, and around this time, you know, 11, 12, 13 weeds coming into the mix. So we would get high and listen to instrumentals. You could buy, uh, you know, wax, and then the B side would always have a beat on it, and we would just freestyle in my cousin's basement or in the staircases. You know, real, real, real. You know, it was. It was like a Wu-Tang video, you know what I mean? Right. We'd be in the staircases rolling blunts and 
and drinking 40s and, and, and freestyling. And it was just, it was heaven, man. It's the it's still to this day the best times in my life. A lot of those guys aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of those places aren't here anymore. And it was just like, we were so free, man. And like, we, it was an escape from everything that was going on around us. And um, the, the thing that I was lucky to have is um, I was surrounded by people that recognized early. Like, like you could really actually do this and get the hell out of here so right i was gonna say when you talk about things going on around us yeah i mean i was i grew up in the 90s in philadelphia you could check the tape where at <laughs> uh west philly yeah man 60th and lansdowne um overbrook high school was where i started out ended up at lamberton which was the smaller school a few blocks up because my mom was like no way because overbrook was the wild west back then um home to will smith uh will chamberlain cl- legendary west philly high school sure. it looks like a dark castle if you yeah. ever happen to pass it yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's insane yeah and it was just chaos it was the lean on me school you know what i mean like we didn't have joe clark but um philly in the 90s was ultra violent um just ultra just uh traumatic i mean there was a lot of beauty but there was just so much i mean i lost so many friends by the time i turned 16 17 it's not even funny you know and um i i I was was, was music was music your pathway through it was through through that and, and i guess some was luck some of it, a lot of it was dumb luck, but also having, you got to understand, like, you know, I, I have, um, my father wasn't really around. Um, my stepfather was, was kind of a, abusive in, in many ways. He was um, not so much physically. He was a Southern man from South Carolina, and the way they do things is heavy-handed. You know what I mean? You right, mess up, right. you get spanked and right. smacked up, and, you know, he was, he was very, very, he wasn't a nice man. I'll put it like that. I had a mother and uncles and cousins and grandparents that just they wouldn't let you fall they wouldn't let you fail and i i i it hurts me that so many kids don't have that sure and i I recognize that in a lot of my friends whereas at at the time when i was younger i thought they had the coolest parents in the world because it's like i gotta go home at 10 o'clock and they're like i'm gonna stay out here at three in the morning and when you're young you think that's the greatest thing ever now you're like your parents didn't give a shit like and it it reflected as we got older on things that my mom made me fill out all the essays in the world to go to college you know made drove me to the door dropped me off with my bags and that that moment in itself that was the most life-changing moment ever when i left west philly to go to university of the arts on south broad street because now i'm in the city with all these artists and there's all this cool stuff going on i'm at art school surrounded by painters and dancers and you know fucking mag- magicians what were you, what were you like, there <laughs> what were you studying i was studying writing for film and television i was the writing got me a scholarship i was gonna um you know be the next spike lee i was gonna write movies and you know what i mean they i'd submitted a couple of my short stories and they they, they gave me a partial scholarship and um I like to say that uh, I loved college so much that I, you know, I didn't forgot to go to class. You know what I mean? Because it's first time away from home. You're in a dorm. Yeah. There's girls everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I was just so obsessed with just rhyming and, and getting high and having fun that I ended up uh, ended up flunking out pretty early freshman year. Um, I made it through one year, and then I lost my scholarship, and then I just started working and doing music, and that was it. I was determined. You know, I was everything from a bike messenger. I worked in the Spirit of Philadelphia in the in the in the kitchen. I was just whatever I could get. You, you flunk out. So is that a traumatic period for you? How'd that go over with mom? And She was disappointed in me, but she was just like, you're not coming home. You know, I'm not giving you anything. You know what I mean? You're, and she said these words to me. She was like, you know, you can either um, you can either make a way or you can be a lost cause. Oh, shit. And I was like, 
I'm the lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. It, it never works out for mom. It never works out for mom. Mom always has the best intentions and then reflips it on. And I was like, because well, this is the time of like, uh, you know, Red Man, Method Man, sure. Eminem. Everyone had like an alias or like a persona that like, it was their armor. Right. And my whole thing was like, if I don't give a, f- uh, why am I, I, if I don't give a fuck, don't no, cuss on don't this podcast. Truck, yeah, don't cuss on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, if I don't, if I don't give a fuck, nothing can harm me. Nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm the lost cause. I'm a wild, crazy hip hop maniac on these streets, and um, that's so, what I was, man. I was just like, I was skinny and broke and hungry, and anything that had to do with rap, whether it was an open mic, uh, shout out to Rich Medina, Footworks, all, all that. I was everywhere, man. Just, just, just battling and and, and rhyming. Getting good feedback and everything. Good, good feedback, and that's the thing that kept keeps you going. Right. Is that like you know. Um, and, and it's hard for me. You guys know how I am. It's hard for me. I'm not that guy to be like, yeah. But there, dude, you, you just th- made us listen to your new CD like six, six times. times. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then why? And one of and one of notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even stand listening to my shit. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, unless I'm alone and, and can able to critique shit. But um, there was, I felt the difference. I saw the difference. I didn't lose a lot. I didn't. There, there was very few people that could could hang with me. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, I'm like, you know what I mean? And, and that's when. You start getting the attention of the the older heads, the Chief Comanches, the Vinnie Pazes, uh, the people that are actually connected and are able to help you make some moves. And they, a lot of those guys took me under their wing, and that's kind of when the ball started rolling. I heard we out here building walls now. When my mama raised me to tear walls down. Black and proud, I sing that song so loud. First time, like it's yeah. your name's on the yeah. marquee, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, and you go up there. How are you feeling? Are you freaked out? Well, what happened was that let me know that I was like, okay, I think we might be all right. Is um, I showed up to sound check and all the other MCs on the bill that were kind of established in the city. You know, they're like, yo, we heard, yeah, we heard, yeah, what's up? You know, it's all love, but I can feel that. And uh, for most people that, you know, you guys have been around music and shows forever, Soundcheck is just a one, two, hey, hey, how's it? And I was like, I need to make sure that I'm like, I I really kill it tonight. So I want to go over my set for real. So I got up there and I did my sound check. I did it like it was like a live performance. Wait, how many songs you do? I did three. All I had right, three right, songs right. for the night. That's three not, songs. That's not terrible. Nah. And uh, all the MCs there, everyone there was just like, it ended up, they ended up like coming to the front of the stage while I was doing my sound check. So I was like, all right, we're going to be fine tonight. And um, it was great. The only issue was um, my ex-girlfriend showed up with her new guy. Um, so that was really weird. I had my ex-girlfriend show up at Quizzo with, yeah, with the new guy one yeah, time. Yeah, so that was... How far into your show do you see this? Uh, probably song two. But yeah. but it made me feel good because so many of the, the homies came out and were shouting Beat my name. Beat the shit out of her new boyfriend. No, oh, no, okay. no. But it was like, I, I, I couldn't believe she did that. You know what I mean? But right, she was yeah. she was roommates with a girl who was dating one of the guys on the bill. And it was actually her birthday, my ex's birthday, February second. My ex's birthday also February second. Not kidding. You. Really? Not kidding. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Aquarius. Wait, 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 wait. No good. Neither of you dated my sister because no. her birthday is February second. No, 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 no. Okay. No. no. In all seriousness. No, her name's Michelle. In all seriousness, <laughs> my sister's birthday also February second. <laughs> really? No shit. Reef, did you date his sister? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. Her name's Michelle. No, 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 no. no. Nicole. Over what? Bullshit. So do you remember your first line that you the first rhyme or line? You, you ever did at that show? Uh, the first, the first song was called a song called "Impregnable," produced by Sleepy, 
And I believe it goes, uh, it starts uh, with the strength of Apollo and the speed of the Diablo. Hollows you could swallow in three bottles of hydro. You know what's going to happen next, nigga, when I flow. 44 holes to your black ass like Diallo. Sodomized niggas leave them dripping like nachos. Wild the fuck out and beat the shit out of you, snot nose. I'm not dope or deaf. I'm not. Fr- yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's right, your that- first fucking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was my first. Don't act like he just did that like yesterday. He's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. That was okay. so, but see, nice. that's, that's how you know it was on me because I would say stuff like, yeah, I'll put stuff in your butt. And like, you know what I mean? It was the Eminem Red Man days, right, man, where right. you're just supposed to say whatever with the, the craziest, craziest thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first song called Impregnable. The hook is actually, I'll eat your kids. I'll eat your kids. Just me saying, I'll eat your kids. So, yeah. Mike Tyson style. Yeah. yeah he, Mike Tyson style. The, song, the song starts with him going, uh, my, my my style is indefensible. My, my, I'm impregnable. My Praise be to Allah. And then the beat drops. Yeah, and the beat I want drops. to eat his children. Yeah, I want to eat his kids, yeah. <laughs> Forgive this hate from me, but the faith in me has been escaping me because thou hast forsaken me. How could you take from me? My child's innocence, watching him struggle daily is breaking me. It's making me question your motives. Is there a part of you, and we talked about this with the Wid too? Do you have that? Do you have that fantasy of okay? I get, I, I, I'm an underground legend, and that's great, right? And I get that, but do you have that fantasy of oh, oh, all of a sudden your your shit's gonna be on sway in the morning and all that kind of thing? Absolutely. I don't. Yeah. I think anyone that tells you that is lying. Um, you know, I'm cool with you know, sitting at the table with my hands in my head trying to figure out how we're going to pay all the bills this month. That's awesome. <laughs> right, right. That shit's dope. No, of course. I, I mean, for me, it's not. It's changed, man. When I was younger, it was, you know, platinum plaques and sold out arenas and, and, and cover of magazines. And now it's just like, I really would love to be, I make money, but I don't make enough. I haven't given up hope. Um, but at the mean, in the meantime, I think where what I have done is stop focusing so much on the numbers and the and and the and the and the well, is success what I've made or sold or is success people what that I what I've created and people that I genuinely care about their opinion and love being like, dude, this is fucking great, and I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle with that. Of course, I would love to to um to have that you know this record all of a sudden. You know, it, and it's still possible. It just came out, and it's getting really great reviews. It's doing well, you know, as far as selling, and who knows what can happen. But at the same time, I can't. I've had my hopes uh, so high up on different things, and when it fell, it, it put me in a deep depression. You right. know what I mean? And, yep. and I lash out at people, and I'm, you know what I mean? I, my, I, you know, I yell at my girl, "You, you want me to quit? You don't want me to be a man? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, yeah. you're like." You don't want me to do what I love, and it's like she's like, no, I want you to be happy. And if this shit isn't making you happy anymore, we got to figure something out. Right. And I'm finally at a place where it's like this shit makes me so happy, man, because I know what real struggle is. I know what real life's about now, as far as with you know things I go through with my kids, um, and um, with my with with having a mortgage and the house breaking and family issues and people dying and people being sick and. You know, I'm I'm a grown ass man with grown ass responsibilities. So the fact that I can still put music out, I can still do shows, I can still have people, you know, reach out to me and say, "Yo, I love what you're doing." Never stop. That's the shit now that just brings me joy. And before I took that so much for granted. And it's like when you don't have that anymore, and it will come a day. Then I I I'll I'll, I'll look back and be like, "Damn, I should have, you know." 
This thing goes fast, man. Yeah. I was 20-something the other day. I'm, I just turned 37. My boys were just born the other day. Now they're 8 and 4. Right. I, I've been with my girl. I met my girl 10 years ago. Now we're 10 years in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. goes quick. Yeah. My mom's getting older. Right. You know what I'm saying? My, my grandmother, my grandfather's passed away. My grandmother's in a, in a, in a nursing home. It's important to wake up in the morning and, and kiss, your, kiss your girl and kiss your kids and love your family and get outside and try to do something good for other people that don't have it. I have way more empathy now. I have way more tolerance. I have way more respect. I have way more knowledge. And I'm just enjoying getting older and, and letting go a lot of that young boy ego bullshit, man, because it'll fucking kill you. Was, that a, was there a tipping point on that? Was there a moment where that My son being dog diagnosed with uh, autism. Okay. And, and watching him struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And realizing, like, I can speak. I, I, I can articulate how I'm feeling. I, I can wipe my ass. When something you love more than anything in the world, you watch them go through that every day. Your little fucking my record didn't do good shit. <laughs> right. You can get the fuck out of right, here with that. Right, right. You can you can you can throw that shit. And I mean, it's all valid. All of our, I don't like the term you know first world problems because there's still problems. First world problems are still problems. But right. the 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 things that I held so dear. To, to define success and, and, and to define what makes me who I am all that shit changed when that became my everyday uh, trying to get him to just say the most basic and, and understand the most basic functions in life um, so that 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 was the tipping point for sure okay um, I think that I mean I, there was a time where that broke me and broke me down and it's still a struggle um, I still hurt from that um, I'll hurt for it forever But what it also did Was put a lot of shit In perspective Right You know what I'm saying yeah. That'll put things In perspective for you And yeah. going to chop With him for his Doctor's appointments And seeing other families With their kid In a fucking wheelchair With a splint in their neck And you know We're You're emotional chop. people hey, man. I've, I've been You know what I'm saying and Like and, yeah. that type of shit Will yeah. shut you right the fuck up yeah. So has your writing changed Since you had kids And since yeah. your one child Was diagnosed yeah. with autism Yes it, It's mean, become more Um Focused on real life and, and 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 expressing what's really going on. I think I think for a long time I I wanted to uh, I wanted to spit so hard and be the lyrical miracle. You know what I mean? I'm the best right. rapper ever. Now it's just way more important to me to um, articulate uh, what's going on in my life and what I see going on in the world and give my viewpoint. I'm writing everything that I feel in my heart and my spirit and and let it get out of there. I don't know, you know. You don't hear that no more, even in. In rock and in rap, I feel like it's just all been really sterilized, basically. It's all Absolutely. superficial bullshit. No one talks about real issues, and your album's full of it, man. Yeah, man. I was just, like I said, a lot of this stuff was on my heart. I mean, you know, I'm, I I think, again, him him being born and his struggles and his brother being born. You know, I have two kids um, that I love dearly, and I think that um, that changes it makes you way more empathetic and sensitive, man. Oh, but you're yeah. angry too. You going after the poets? There's, there's still there's still a lot of anger there too, but I feel like it's balanced more. I feel like there's uh, it's not just. I listen to a lot of older stuff, and it's just like, damn, just like anger, 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 anger. Now it's like that anger is balanced with uh, introspection. It's balanced with empathy. It's balanced with love. And I think that those things make up a man. I feel like all of us. I, 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 I you know, we aren't the. I haven't known you guys forever, but I know you well enough to know that you. I've seen you be angry. I've seen you be passionate. I've seen you be sad. I've seen emotions from you guys that range. And 
as a man, it's so good to feel like you can get to a point where you can express all that because for so long, oh, yeah. the idea was that you were yeah. one way and one way over. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was just, he didn't, he just drank his whiskey, went to work, f- fed the family, and then kept it moving, didn't speak, watched the Phillies in silence, like you left them alone. Right. And I know that there were times where that guy wanted to fucking break down crying. He had six kids and no right. money. I would have loved yeah. to have a conversation. He sure. couldn't have that. Con- I'm going to have that conversation. Was that Frank or Jerry? Because that's, that's a track on the album, and that's a that might be my favorite track. Thank on the you, new man. Record. Yeah, the, the, those two, man. Frank, uh, Frank, Frank, Francis Patrick Lacey, um, and and Geraldine Lacey. They were together for 75 years. Jesus, yeah, unbelievable. And uh, he passed away in uh, early 2017, and she she had uh, Alzheimer's as he was starting to fade we, we realized she had Alzheimer's but once he died it was like just rapid and I, I know that like it's because he wasn't around anymore you know what I mean like once you lose that like yeah. you got no reason to keep your marbles I wouldn't either you know but it changed the dynamic of my family drastically we were a very close knit family always together for every dinner and now it's just like I hardly see him anymore and it really sucks but that's life that's what happens when the road gets rough and life gets scary I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry all they endured all the day carry remind me of a strength that could never be buried when the road gets rough and life gets scary I just think about my dear Frank and Jerry that's sec- section of the album which I like to talk about because we're old guys and we still appreciate an album. For young mm-hmm. kids, it's yeah. all, what's the song? What's the song? Right, and I knew that was going to be a, a thing, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and when I listen to the album, the album starts off and, you know, there's a couple songs I like, but they're, you know, they're more or less hip-hop songs. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, you go into Manny's song and you mm-hmm. talk about your youngest son. And my son's around the same age. And what that song is, is a love letter to your son. Yes. Now I done wrote about your brother. I wrote about your moms. But this was just for you, baby boy. This Manny song, only three years old. But goddamn, you strong. And just like your daddy, you never think that you're wrong. I, I still haven't heard that song without getting a little bit too. Yeah, 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 because for it's, sure. I, I hear myself. It. You understand. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hear myself you know, yeah. thinking that about my son. Do you... Do you ever have any reservations about like being that personal that you're like putting that much of your heart into the public? No, uh, because I feel like it's it should be um, it's it, I wanted to serve as an example for more men um, because like I said I had a really I had a very narrow straightforward definition of what manhood was and what men were supposed to be about for a long time that's how I carried myself and I look back now on some of those behaviors and I cringe. Let me, let me read you some text exchange I had with a friend of mine. I think you know him, Jim Wells. He co- he uh, teaches yeah, shout out to hip-hop Jim. in high school. Yeah, he's also over at uh, New Wave, right? Yep. Okay. So uh, I was asking him if he listened to your new album yet, mm-hmm. and he said he has not, but it's on his list. Mm-hmm. But he said the hip-hop portion of his timeline loves it. Mm-hmm. And I was saying lyrically how good it was, and he said, yeah, I heard the writing was great, and he's tackling real shit, so I wanted to wait until I could give it his full attention. Right. So even on like hip-hop boards and social media, people are talking about yes. the message and the words and the lyrics yeah. you, yeah. you got on this yeah. record. And um, that, that sentence right there is one that I've heard repeated, which is I want to give it my full attention. Um, I think that the word of mouth is that this isn't something that you just put on and skim through. Right. Um, you, you listen to it from top to bottom. That's what we wanted to make, a complete piece. You know what I mean? All right, we ready to roll? Let's do it. Yeah, Philly Blunt. 
If you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance theme song? Ah, that is incredible. Annie Up, M.O.P. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Schooly D or Black Thought? Thought all day. What is your karaoke song? I the Tiger. Always and forever. It's the greatest song ever written. I will fight someone to the death over that song. Age, you lost your virginity. <sighs> 13, and it's a it's a whack story, but I was still <laughs> I ain't asking for no story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah just thanks. A, thanks, needs, thanks, oh. Philly Blunt. Yeah, I don't need details of 13 year olds. Yeah, yeah, it's 13. Yeah, no interest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, favorite place to get a hoagie? Primo's. Did you ever make out as a teenager in Burholm Park? <laughs> I did not. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, we asked Natalie Egan off that. That's nice. <laughs> what fictional character would you most want to be your wife? Fictional? Yeah. Can I say Jessica Rabbit? If she was yeah. like a real Jessica sure. Rabbit. Yeah, she right. was hot. Yeah. You got to ch- uh, pick a team. Hipster Battles, East Pass Yonk or Fishtown? Uh, I would say Fishtown just because the East Pass Yonk guys seem like they... Sh- they doesn't make sense that they're there yeah <laughs> do you want your funeral to be a joyous remembrance or a mournful tribute <laughs> the rule is it's been written you will you will, my body will be burned thrown into the ocean and then a, a huge kegger on the beach okay i've i've had this written since like any, 17 any particular ocean um i guess you just go down the shore that's We're where i have the atlanta yeah go down to wildwood fucking get your fucking <laughs> yes. you know what i mean yeah yeah is will smith the Tom Hanks of rap music. Wow, that's a really good, good, good qu- comparison. I would say Will Smith is maybe not Tom Hanks. Give me give, who's another person that's kind of in that that world of uh, really good uh, can play any role. Play any no, role. no, 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 no. Wait, Tom Hanks can't play any role. No, nah, Tom can. Hanks is well, an overrated role, actor. No, he's very comfortable well. and safe for people. He can play yeah, his role I guess. Well. I guess in that case, then yeah, I guess he's. Yeah, I would say that. Like Tom more, Hanks more, is a very good act. More, I he would just say plays his role well. Denzel, I think Denzel plays his role really yeah, well. Denzel absolutely. can play any role. Right. No, 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 I disagree. Tom, yeah, I think I think Will Smith is an anomaly, man, because. You know, he started off with that whole wholesome rap type of vibe. He mm-hmm. never tried to be anything other than what he was. But didn't they say that he used to kill dudes? Like head he was head? great, but it was all charming, fresh prince. It was never I'm gonna fuck jokes, you up. Right, yeah, it was right, all like jokes, you yeah. think you're better than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The the best best piece of advice I've ever been given. Wow. My mom, once again, uh, to thine own, to thine own self, be true. Favorite restaurant in Philly? Favorite restaurant? Um, it was the latest dish, R.I.P. Oh, uh, they, they catered my wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So you already know. Don't leave me. Don't leave me oh, hanging. So can I? Can I leave it at that? Even though it yeah, doesn't yeah, exist yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah the, latest no, dish. No, you can't leave it at that. Well, he, uh, it, the same it, owner, opened up a spot called Jackson on Third uh, and Brown, which is incredible. Okay. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is uh, your absolute dream job? Absolute dream job. Yeah, if we take away hip hop, take away hip hop, no, or take away hip hop, take away MC. Okay, could, you could still be a DJ or whatever. But like, what would be your dream job? Absolute dream job would probably be uh, what I started out to be a screenwriter. Yeah, writing, writing movies. Dream yeah. act to open for. Dream act to open for. Uh, I, full circle would probably be like something like somebody like the Juice Crew. 
or even thought. You know, I feel like the, that the fact that me and him have never worked together really bothers me, and I feel like a lot of people would love to see that. Uh, something other than hip hop that you're really good at. <laughs> uh, being a dad. Yeah. Points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Name something beautiful about Philadelphia. Uh, the spirit. I mean, it's not it's, the boat. Not the boat. The spirit. <laughs> the one the, you worked on. The spirit. I mean, it's 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 ugly and it's hard, but it's the spirit, man. This is I would never. That, New York, LA. I've been all over. This is this this is this is home forever. This is the spot, man. Philly runs shit. Yeah. So even. The Europe, even when you go to Europe, I mean, you still like, I want to get home. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I look, I've thought about the whole, like, you know, my friends in Denmark and Amsterdam, when they tell me about the things that they're able to do, the benefits and how they live because of the government there, that's beautiful, but that, that's not home. I would be a foreigner. This is, this is my home. This is where my family's from. This is where I'm from. Like, I love it here. And I don't like when people, I've noticed a lot of times when people move, they uh, start talking down on it. I've had some few, few people move, like, to LA and they're like, ugh, Philly. And I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like I, I know that it's hard here, but this is this is the greatest city in the world. I will I will die saying that, straight up. So uh, I poked around your Twitter. Mm-hmm. You follow uh, Lena Dunham. Yeah. So do you have a favorite girls character? <laughs> the English joint by far. Whatever yeah. her name was. Uh, Wait, was that Jessa? Jessa. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, there's a scene where she's butt naked in. Yeah. Uh, she was always in recovery too, right? She was just great in the English accent. Her dad is a drummer for like Rat. They're or all famous yeah, dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> round and round. What goes Yeah, Jessa by yeah. far. Uh, mm-hmm. What four MCs are on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, Kane, Thought, Nas, and I got to give it to Jay, man. Yeah. Just because of what he's done. Maybe not just musically, but just nobody's made a billion dollars off rap, man, except that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside of food mm-hmm. and shive sports, mm-hmm. uh, give me a secret gem of Philly that most people don't know about. Secret gem. I want to say in Leon, it's almost near where um, Shad Park used to be. Um, there's an abandoned, it used to be a um, refinery or something like that, and it's just all graffiti and it's open, and it's a dope place to shoot a rap video, and I'm probably going to do it there soon, but you should check it out. It's a beautiful, we have all types of spots like that around where it's just like decaying, beautiful, just graffiti filled, and that spot is one of them. It's like 23rd and Lehigh, check it out. Okay. Go, go, go during the day, though. <laughs> There's a great yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll show you guys a picture after after we get off here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a great. There's actually a great donut spot. Yeah. There's a great bakery right by there. Right by there. Mm-hmm. Right by where uh, Shive Park used to be. Old school shit, right? Yeah. Because yeah. my wife teaches near there. Yeah, right, right, so right. So me right. and my son sometimes go to that. Like, uh, get that donut. Yeah, that donut. <laughs> He's all about the donuts. Um, all right. Let's see. What do I got here? What What do we want to? Uh, Oh, uh, Reef, what is trap music? <laughs> yeah, are you really asking me that? Me and my my Caucasian friends who are in their trap, 40s have no idea. Trap music is a sound uh, that came from Atlanta that is basically a combination of heavy 808s and synths. What's an 808? 808 is a drum keyboard. Drum machine. Drum machine. Yeah, heavy bass, uh, heavy synth, and it's based around the trap, which is what the ghetto is called down south. They call it the trap because it's a trap. You, you, you're basically either going to die or go to jail. But the, the, the actual term comes from Atlanta, and that's what they based around. Since then, it's manifested into basically being anything that's hood music. But that's what trap music is to me. Okay. But it's 
It's are you about to do? Don't, are you about to do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, let me tell you what I know. Let me give you think, my problems yeah, with think, think, trap music. Think about it before you go any further. I'm just giving you that. I'm, you know, I'm letting you. <laughs> That's what friends do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, I read an article. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not editing. I read an article in Harper's Reef. I'm not editing that made this me out. Think differently about trap music. <laughs> All right, place uh, a uh, favorite outside of Philly. Favorite city you've been to? Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, I mean it lives up. It lives up to the hype. Oh yeah, yeah it does. for sure. Yeah? yeah, for sure. Thank you guys. I mean, you didn't right, have to yo, do this. For, yeah. Legit, man. That's a great record. Thank you, man. The, the words on it and the lyrics are very. Yeah. All I can hope is that you know we, we try to keep pushing it and it doesn't fall through the cracks and you know yeah. other yeah. than that I got no I got no qualms. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I think you know. Greg's Greg's a music guy who's from the music biz, and I'm a right. And and a, you guys are also hip hop dork that's right. cared about hip hop for a long time. And I told here's, you, like, and here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing that's been really awesome for me is that people that I know, I know you, and I know you. If they didn't really fuck with it, they wouldn't do all this. And that's the thing that's been. I'm getting good feedback from people that I know are honest. It's it's one thing for some schmuck off the internet to be like, yo, this is great. But people that I know, like, that would be like. Yeah, it was all right. You could have did this better. You know what I'm saying? This is Philly. They would be honest. So the fact that that people that I know would be honest with me are being like, I like it. I know they're being, it's the real. Uh, I'm going to plug now. You guys can get it on iTunes, Amazon. You can stream it on any of the streaming platforms. Uh, Goonsgear.com if you want a physical. We also have t-shirts. You can also uh, get it from my bandcamp, reefthelostcalls.bandcamp.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Lost Calls, Instagram, at Lost Calls, Reef the Lost Calls on Facebook. Or you can add me, Sharif Lacey, on Facebook as a regular friend. I'm really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Johnny Brenda's. Shout out to Johnny yeah. Brenda's best bar to sit. great cocktails. Yeah, it got us fucked up in here. Yeah, yeah. I think we should <laughs> shout out the Philly Voice, man, for recognizing us. You, you, you did us. already. We'll yeah. do it again, no, though. No, we Shout gotta out to do it again, Voice. man. Recognizing us is one of the top ten podcasts based in Philly. After, six, what, seven episodes? Yeah. yeah called hey. us outstanding. Yeah, no you, know what outstanding. you know what that's called? That's called Power. Yeah, uh, trust baby. me, I'm wielding it. Wielding, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a madman. Yeah. You're, s- no, no you're gl- standing in line. You're like, excuse me, I, I'm not waiting in this yeah. line. Excuse you know me, who I am? Yeah. You know who yeah. I am? You, you know seen this article? <laughs> yeah. You pulling it up yeah. on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, have you seen this article? No. Can I get a Lorenzo slice? <laughs> We're one of the ten hey, best. Hey, ladies, how you guys doing tonight? You guys, you guys like podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the top ten podcasts in Philly? <laughs> Because here they are, yeah. and I'm, I'm number we're, one. we're number yeah. one or two. Yo, we got mentioned first. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty, pretty yeah, early. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Oh no, we got mentioned second. Second. Oh, Philly I it was who first. was first? Oh, Philly Our who? fucking chief competitor. Philly who's fine. Philly if you who? Like, if it's you like fine. an NPR, yeah. No, I thought we were first. No, we were, no, second. we were second. Philly who? Yeah, but exactly. what I mean, once we, right, once well, we, I guess I got some things going on. Right. Hey, listen. Once that guy's house burns down, he's not gonna have a body. There's enough for all of us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right, man. All right, y'all. Peace out. See you later. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Yo, yo, welcome to the home of brotherly love. Brothers covered in blood. The man's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short. Sweat.